0: If you have too much coffee later in the afternoon, evening, if you have trouble going to sleep, it means that your nervous system's too elevated. Now, if you compare and contrast that to somebody who says that they're a night owl, maybe they've been overstimulated for decades and they've learned <laughs> to be the night owl. It's what I call a neurological habit.
1: Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me Adelaine Ung. If there's one question I've been hearing quite a bit lately, expressed in a variety of ways and not only by people who work in this industry, it's this. Where did my energy go? Is it due to our increasing age that we're not keeping up the way we used to? Or is it more environmental fatigue? More importantly, What can we do to fix this? My guest in this episode is Lindy Saltmarsh, a multidisciplinary health practitioner whose expertise is to look at health issues from the root cause, for example, the nervous system. Now, that's a throwback word to my school days when we were made to study a little human biology. But I hope you'll find value in the conversation, which goes some way to explaining that our energy levels are not just connected to our diet and exercise, but to a whole lot more here's my chat with Lindy. Lindy, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank
0: you, Adeline. It's lovely to be here.
1: You've had all this experience treating patients, combining multidisciplinary areas of expertise, Mm -hmm. but most people I know who've ended up in the more natural side of health have a story. So although we've talked several times, I don't think I've ever asked what got you interested in this
0: area. Is there a personal story behind this? Oh yes, there's (laughs) definitely the personal story. I guess it goes back a long way really when I was at school. I used to go and work with people of disability and I got a feel for just looking after and caring for people. But as I progressed through my school, I ended up going into um, a nursing career. My mum was a nurse, so I had that influence and we always had that kind of influence at home. And I progressed through all that and went through years of training and running wards and in more specialties. And then one day I had an accident. I had an accident at work and I hurt myself quite badly and I had to get myself fixed. <laughs> so and I went everywhere. I went to every kind of practitioner that you could possibly think of. I was offered surgery and many um, medications and the like, and nothing really helped. And then I found a kinesiologist. And from the very, very start, the beginnings of my treatment with kinesiology, I understood that what she was doing was getting into my muscles, which then connected to my nervous system so that I could then have my nervous system retrained. It was about retraining the way my nervous system worked wow. so that my muscles could work differently. Yeah. And it was like a light bulb <laughs> for me. It just was so um, impacting. What, what did she actually help you
1: with? I mean, when you said the accident was, was really bad for you, I mean, would you end up in hospital? Did you have anything broken? Can you tell us more? yeah I ended up
0: in hospital. I was in hospital for a month, and I had quite bad neck injuries, disc injuries and and lower back lumbar spine injuries and you know, had a lot of pain and a lot of debility and numbness down my right arm and inability like to use my shoulder frozen shoulder and could you walk? yeah, I could walk, but I was always in pain and I couldn't sit very well, and I couldn't sleep very well and i I was not in a good way at all, at all. So by finding this this modality, and within a week or two or three, I was getting results. So it was uh, life-changing for me. Was that quite different from
1: all your training and experience in nursing?
0: Absolutely, because in the medical model, in the straight medical model, the treatment is for symptom. The treatment is one and one equals two, so take two, you know. Take this prescription or do this exercise or whatever it is. It actually doesn't get into the neurology. It doesn't get into the drivers of what's creating the imbalance in the system, in the muscle, in the organ or whatever it is. And having studied now nursing, been a teacher of nursing, studied naturopathy, herbal medicine, nutrition, kinesiology, neurotraining, I now know that it's really important to be able to change the way the nervous system is working because even though it's a term that people sort of think, what's nervous system mean? It's actually where everything is anchored in a cellular memory. It's at our storehouse. It's our computer. It's what it connects to to our brain. So it's it's like the boss of the show, it runs the show. Wow.
1: Before I met you, I did not even know that the nervous system could be retrained. I thought it was just whatever you were born with, you died with. You know, it's it's just not not something you could influence. So this is all really fascinating to me, but I think a lot of people listening might not even be familiar with the word kinesiology. So
0: could you explain what exactly that is, what it looks like? Well, kinesiology—the Latin root of it, the way the where it comes from—is the movement. It's it's about movement, and it used to be pretty much associated with dances and ballet and the and, and the movement of muscles. So it literally is the movement of muscles. And kinesiology is a modality that gives you a tool to test the integrity, the strength, or the weakness. Or the change in the tension of a muscle. And that change occurs because the neurotransmitters from the nervous system are either working well or not working well. So you have these loops, if you like, like these little loops that go up to the brain and back down the spine and run out to the organs and the systems and they fire energy they fire neurotransmitters that make the nervous system work and then that makes the muscles work and it also makes the organs and the glands work. So kinesiology is the way, a tool to test, to check, to see if that mechanism is working. Because, for instance, if you test a muscle, maybe you just use the arm muscle, where you've got the deltoid muscle up the top of your arm, that muscle relates to an organ. If that muscle holds strong with a little push, then the chi of that connection, the, the, the neurological, and when you mean you mean energy when you say chi, energy, Qi is energy, energy is chi. Yep, yeah, that's right. That's a Chinese medicine term. That means that neurological loop is connecting. If it doesn't hold strong, or if it changes its position, you know that there's a glitch in the system. There's like the drop down menu of the uh, computer of the software has got a glitch in it. So the integrity is not there. So there are very specific ways to
1: create that integrity. Again, so interesting, because uh, I've been to your practice before a couple of times, And, uh, I thought one of the strangest things that you were doing was, you know, having me lie on that, (laughs) that bench and then making me put my arm up at a certain angle. And then the test was whether I could resist you as you pushed your arm against mine. And the first time would be like, Oh, I can resist a little bit. And then not so much. My hand would go completely down. It was not good. Right. So I thought that was just because, you know, I'm not a, I don't go to the gym very much, you know, or hardly at all, even. And maybe that's yeah. that's why you know I'm I'm not that strong in that way. But then you would just have a bit of a poke at another part of my body, and <laughs> then um and then you ask me to do that test again. And the second time around, I can easily resist you. And I thought that was a bit like you know a, a lot of people might say
0: that sounds completely woo woo. <laughs> well, it's. Interesting. The reactions are quite interesting. But, you know, seeing is believing, usually, although you've got to be objective, of course. But if you are unable to hold a position in any arm or leg for whatever reason, and then somebody comes along and rubs a reflex, and then the chi is strengthened, if you like, to help that muscle have better tone, it's like evidence. It's like, oh, now I, I can hold it. So there must be something there. But I don't understand what it is, most people say. And, you know, some people will go on and learn more. Or some people just say, great, I love this. I feel better. I don't care if I don't understand. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it, it, this is a fascinating area for me because I'm very picky about my woo. Like, you know, I'm not into a lot of woo-woo stuff. But at the same time, I'm discovering a lot of really interesting things. One is, you know, what I've discovered just in visiting your practice is that whole arm at an angle exercise that we just talked about. But also I talked to, I mean, we'll get into the conversation about energy shortly, but I was talking to this other friend whose son, when he was really young, could not, like everything was a hundred X for him. For example, if somebody smiled at his kid, for him, it was like they were shouting at him. So. Everything was exaggerated and he could not really cope. You know, they, they worried for his social adjustment and all of that. So, my friend's wife started to explore, you know, possible solutions because conventional medicine didn't really have any answers except for continued medication and, you know, some of the things that you're familiar with as well. And they found an answer in a body brush with a certain type of bristle. And I think Indian communities know about this, but you know, we, those of us who live in the West are not so familiar with it, but it was brushing with that bristle and- um, Brushing up? Was it brushing up? I actually don't know any more than that. I was just fascinated the entire conversation and he had to do really strange things like lie his boy, you know, down on the ground and just kind of physically almost like beat his body. And the whole idea was to kind of reset his body yeah. And I didn't even know but you could right. reset his body. Yeah. And and they were questioning as parents, questioning the whole thing, the whole way through, because this was completely weird. And they felt like they were abusing the boy. And of course, as a parent, you want to do the right thing by your kids, right? You don't mm. want them to, yeah, to be experiments, right. you know, the last thing you want them to be is experiments. No. Um, but they didn't really have much of a choice except to try something new. And the the thing was, the reset worked so well that the, the boy lost all his toilet training. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, my friend was actually pretty mad. I'm like, he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening going backwards? I know, but it actually worked. So yeah, they had to well, do the toilet yeah. retraining, but he's growing up incredibly well, That's playing soccer, That's doing very well in that as well. So I'm like, oh, a couple of things now I'm like more willing to to consider in terms of you know how our health and our bodies um,
0: work. So all fascinating. In the birthing process, so being born in a natural way is preferable because that birth process, that canal, turns on all the skin receptors of a person. So people who have had caesareans should, well, it would be beneficial for them to get a brush and rush all their skin surfaces, uh, premy babies, because it turns on these receptors and it helps recalibrate the nervous system to come out of that stress response. Oh, my goodness. So it's fascinating.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did promise that this was going to be a conversation about energy. <laughs> so let's well, talk about energy. It is energy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And, Lindy, I don't know why, well, but I seem to be talking to a lot of people lately who felt that they haven't had enough energy just to keep up with their day Or perhaps, you know, not getting the energy levels that they used to enjoy. We're wondering, is this just that we're getting older or is it hormonal? Does it have anything to do with our emotional state still processing the aftermath of the pandemic? You know, where did my energy go? I'm not sure whether... Where did my
0: energy go? Are are, are you getting (laughs) those kind of questions as well, increasingly? All the time. I have so many people coming into my practice who are fatigued. They have great lethargy. Their immune system is depleted. They're getting coughs and colds. They're not sleeping properly. They're having more relationship issues because they're so tired. Oh, just take it back a little bit, you know. What is energy? I guess you have to ask the question. And the way I understand it and teach people about energy is that it is our chi. It's our nourishment. But there are different kinds of energy. There's one kind of energy called the shen, S-H-E-N. And it is the shen of the nervous system. It helps us. It's about who we are. It's the nourishment of the self. Then there is the jing, J-I-N-G, energy, that we inherit. So the qi we inherit from our parents and grandparents, the sort of generational, genetic. So we have these combinations of energy that come into us and make us who we are. And then we get born. <laughs> yeah. And then according to the process that we get born with is another, you know, imprint or impact on us on our nervous system. But to be more specific to answer your question about today, the stress levels that we experience are so depleting because they put us into a defensive state. The defensive state comes out of our fears. So when we are stuck in this sort of hindbrain, this state of flight and fight and fear, that locks up a whole lot of our, what I call, available energy to recuperate, to heal, to be, to respond. It locks it up into another compartment, if you like, called unavailable energy. So it's all... It's bottled up in our defenses. And so we are locked up. It affects our brain. The brain doesn't connect the way it's supposed to connect. We don't process through the neocortex like we used to when we were happy and gay and free. Now we are in a state of fear and defense and we are much more cautious. Therefore, our energy levels are trapped in one aspect, locked up in one aspect, but are not recuperating, not rebuilding. You put on top of that poor nutrition, mm-hmm. lack of exercise, mm. lack of sunlight, poor relationships, feelings of not worthy, not self-worth, all of these things, all these emotional, mental, emotional, and physical components end up depleting our energy reserves even more. It, co- of course, it goes to our gut function. And now it's wonderful that, you know, science is actually validating naturopathic principles that the gut function is absolutely pivotal in how our brains work. You know, 70% of our serotonin is made in our gut. So if our gut function, our microbiome and our microbiota is off, we don't make enough serotonin, you know, the happy hormones. Yeah that keeps us in a good mood. Wow. So the mood goes down, we get depressed, we eat more sugar, we drink more alcohol, we take more drugs, our immunity goes down, we get sick, it, you know, this spiral occurs. And that's been going on now for a couple of years, in, specifically to the pandemic, that fear, that oppression, that restriction. And it's it's really, really impacted people. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think we can see that all around us. Everywhere. Talk to us a little bit more about our, our gut as well. I mean, that's almost uh, a word that we hear a lot now. And a lot of people are beginning to become aware of that it's important. We just don't know how important it is, how, how it works. And like, why. And then yeah. how do we find out even how healthy our gut is?
0: Well clinically I mean there are very specific ways to find out the health of the gut I mean there are clinical signs and symptoms that would indicate that you have an imbalance and that might be something as simple as your bowel function you know if it's too loose or too hard or whatever is happening there or you might be burping all the time or you might have indigestion or you might get pain or when you lie down you might get reflux so there are some very specific clinical indications if your gut's not working too well. But the reason, to go back a little bit further, the reason that happens is, one, stress, the fears and the worries and the anxieties and the impatience and all that sort of emotional state affects our emotional brain. The gut is our emotional brain. The brain up here in the head is our cerebral brain. And those two have to connect and if they're not connecting then there's a disconnect there is conflict and it's the conflicts within us that create our symptoms so if we are unhappy for instance in our relationships or a marriage or with our children or our next door neighbor or whoever it is that's an emotional state it's also a mental state And when you have conflict between the mental and the emotional context, you end up with physical symptoms. Wow. So this gut is like the core (laughs) of your well being. Okay. Well, I've actually not heard it
1: explained to me that way before. And the gut equating to emotional health, that's a new one for me because most doctors that I've spoken to, they will talk
0: about your gut health in connection to diet. Sure. Well, it is a co- it's a component. I mean, see, nothing in the world exists on its own. Everything in the world, in our universe, exists in relationship to something. So when we, you know, this, this takes me to a, a saying that people have, they get to the core of the matter. Well, that means it's like an onion. You're going to get to the middle bit. Well, there is no middle bit. The imbalances are always relative to something else. Your fear is relative to the spiders. It's not just fear. You know, everything we have and everything we feel and do and think is in relationship to something else. So the core of the onion theory is really not quite accurate. It's about finding where the conflicts are in the relationships. So if you have a lot of physical toxicity, you know, in the gut, like overgrowth of bacterias, poor microbiome, parasites. If you have a lot of that physical toxicity and a lot of mental stress, then you'll have emotional reactions mm. because the principles of recuperation and healing, which is a, a philosophy that comes from homeopathy. Samuel Hanneman is a German homeopath, from last century, and he developed these principles. And the principles are that we heal, recuperate from the head down firstly. So that means we have to get our thoughts, our thinking, our fears sorted out first because they run the show. Mm. And then we need to get our digestion sorted out, you know, from inside out. We need to get our internals working so it's from, the second is from inside out and the third is to retrace back over things that haven't been neurologically sorted in the right way so we do with things in reverse order so those three principles are required for people to really create a congruent neurology so that they can actually have their nervous system working in a peak way so they're not run by negative patterns and negative emotions yeah when you get those three things I think- happening you can you can actually hook into your own innate energy. This is so, I think this is probably new information to a
1: lot of people listening. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people might also be listening and thinking the things that you have described, the overwhelm that a lot of people are feeling right now, the mm. constant need to be available, for example, answering emails. Uh, it's just the era that we are living in. The demand. In. A lot of things that you described, we can tick all those boxes, the fear, the anxiety, the overwhelm. It it sounds like there is so much to fix. It's almost like we're living the wrong life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if someone is desiring more energy in their life and to get back to an optimal state of health where you're feeling vibrant, you know, you wake up and, and feel like you can conquer the day, you're full of ideas, you know they probably remember a former self that resembled that before and maybe now not yep. so much. So for people who are struggling with that, how do they, I guess, fix themselves? I mean, is it just a matter of getting your nervous system reset through the those kinesiology things that you were talking about? Is it as simple as
0: that or, you know? Yeah, well, good question. Nothing is ever as simple as we'd like it to be, it seems. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. But through my practice, I usually start by retraining somebody's nervous system. And in that one session, by bringing them out of that defensive state, it unlocks a lot of their what we call the unavailable energy, the energy that was all locked up in their fear pattern. And they immediately start to be able to digest better, sleep better, Have better relationships. I remember this one lady, I did a (laughs) a lovely story. I did this one session on her. She came to me because she was having a lot of trouble with her husband. She said, I I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, he's so difficult and he was very unhappy with him. She was going to leave. And I said, Oh, God, let's see if we can do something about that. Anyway, she phoned me up and she said, You've got no idea what happened. He's changed so much. (laughs) <laughs> wow. and I, I had to say to her I think it might be you your nervous system that's actually done the changing because he hasn't had any balancing it's you who's come out of your state and so when wow. she went home she reacted so differently to him you know so you know like if you have a circle and you put two objects in a circle they have that relationship you take one object and you move it ever so slightly and now everything in that circle relative to the two objects has changed. Wow. Everything. And so she did not leave her husband and she said it was great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Save her health, save her marriage. <sighs> but, well, you see, the stress, this is what happens to us in our relationships we get so stressed, we run out of energy, we haven't got the patience, we get irritable, we become judgmental, we become rigid. This rigidity is a state of mental discord. So it's coming from rigidity in our, um, in our body, in our physical state, uh, maybe toxicity, and our emotional pain. So again, you you look at those contexts and you balance them for the person. So,
1: I mean, one of the most common reasons I hear people saying could possibly be the cause for their lack of energy is hormones, especially, I mean, if we're talking about the events industry, we have so many women working in it and we're all thinking oh, well, maybe we're off a certain age. We know all about hormones, you know, stuffing our lives once
0: a month, that sort of thing. So maybe it's Uh, stuffing our energy around as well interesting, it, very interesting to bring that up at um, a because, you know, the menstrual cycle is not supposed to be a crippling, debilitating cycle. It is a normal physiological process that every woman goes through and it's not supposed to be debilitating. The reason it becomes so debilitating, one of the reasons I should say, is because our stress levels are so high. So this is a kidney chi imbalance that affects the way our hormones and our glandular system are impacted. So when you are treating somebody for hormonal imbalances, you treat their stress response, you treat their adrenal glands, you treat their kidney chi. So because they're so depleted, you know, when you're starving, you can't conceive, you've got no ability, no energy and no available energy to make those reproductive hormones. So you need to nourish the person so that they have the energy, the chi, the nourishment to make the hormones, to feed the glands so that you have a, a healthy cycle. I have so many women who come to me with um, PMS and PMT and endometriosis and you know premenopause and menopause, and they're all suffering in some way. And um, I'm very, very pleased to be able to help them to retrain their nervous systems to come out of that state into a functional state. It's okay. A, so in short, hormones do
1: have a link to your energy levels and, and that's because we're just not looking after the health of our hormones.
0: Yes, short answer, yes. If you look at women that go into menopause, particularly in the Western society, they have a very, very horrible menopause, heat, flushing, putting on weight, uh, can't sleep at night, all these things. And that's really because their adrenal glands are so depleted. They have been stressed for 20, 30 years with one, two, three, four, five children or one or two husbands and working and running and coming and going, you know, being superwoman. So that lack of cortisol and excess adrenaline that, that impacts the the glandular system, the pituitary, hypothalamus, the ovaries, the liver that it's like a whole cycle it's all interconnected and so when you treat premenopausal or menopausal woman to help her chi or kidney chi and her glandular function improve her menopausal symptoms go mm they they're not there anymore amazing you've also and the liver and the other <laughs> I just remembered the liver too because a lot of alcohol will stress the liver so they can't metabolize their estrogens. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. That's another organ that we need.
0: <laughs> so. yeah. But it's all energy. It's all energy. You need energy for the liver to detoxify. It's blood coming into the liver, but if you don't have the chi to nourish the organ, it won't detoxify as well as it could. Okay.
1: I think like most of us are saying, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um you you did hint that you know there's new habits that we need to create in order to get ourselves fixed in order to achieve that aim of increasing our energy and living that vital life that we all want to live and and you do say that some habits actually do drain our energy and that might be you know not looking after the the ones that I can think of you know things like not looking after our sleep not drinking enough water or or is there a deeper level of conversation to this
0: yeah Absolutely. It's it's the discontent. It's the the lack. It's a little bit of a big subject, but I'll just allude to it today, that all of the organs have a connection. So you have water organs, you have fire organs, you have earth organs, you have metal organs in the Chinese medicine uh, connections, and they all need to feed each other. So if that's not happening, then the qi, the energy in the body is not flowing very well, not nourishing the person. So without that pivotal core nourishment, people can't maintain their sense of, first of all, their mental sense. They can't figure out who they are, how to be, how, what kind of relationship they want. They can't think clearly. They're foggy in the brain. So they really don't make good choices. Yeah, They continually go on and make poor choices like oh, I'm just going to have my fourth coffee for the day because I'm tired. Or, you know, I really like to have ice cream after dinner and I don't care, I'm just going to have. (laughs) So nutrition is really part of that ability to create energy, good energy within us. Yeah. It's very important. But I put that sort of into a physical realm. We start with mental. We start with our patterns of thinking. And that's about our relationships. That's about our sense of self. It's about our identity. You know, how do we maintain positive thoughts about who we are? I did a a talk the other day on um, the perception of self. And I love that phrase, the perception of self. What is the perception you have of yourself? Where did it come from? Who told you? You were like that. Who did you believe that you are going to be like that? You know, is it correct? Is there another voice inside you that says, actually, I don't think that's really true about me. I just don't know how to express me. I'm still running somebody else's patterns. Mm. Did you inherit this beliefs? You know, where did these beliefs come from? So to create a balanced life, we need to get our mind right. Ways to do that are singing drawing, laughing, walking, good relationships. One of the questions I ask my clients when they are in this kind of distress is, what did you like to do when you were little? What gave you joy? Joy, Joy. yes, yeah. And they'll always have it straight away. And they go, oh, well, you know, so let's do that again. Because it brings the child back. It brings the sense of, Oh, I you know, I'm happy within me. I nurture me again. So that starts with that mental and then feeds into the emotional, yeah. which will then go into the physical. Well my mum says that I used to like
1: talking to complete strangers, so that's why I'm doing a podcast right now, I figure.
0: There you go. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, it's
1: so interesting. Um, the fire and water stuff though, is that based on science? Is that based on I mean what what's the study that because a lot of people look at that and might think is that stuff that's actually a whole researched? new concept?
0: Yeah, exactly. A whole right. new concept. Well this the traditional Chinese medicine goes back theory, goes back thousands and thousands of years. It is not new science. It is not new information, it's not new thoughts. Scientifically validated is an interesting concept. You know, you're talking about double-blind placebo-controlled studies (laughs) to validate science. That model of validation doesn't really fit into the Chinese philosophy of the five-element theory. There has been a lot of research done on traditional Chinese herbal medicine, which totally validates the impact of the herbs and those herbs treat with cold or with heat so you know that is validated but I am not aware and somebody might be able to tell me that the actual philosophy of the five element theory because they're all five different elements that are um, associated with the organs that that has actually been scientifically validated. But it is fundamental to the traditional Chinese medicine theories and all uh, herbalists and acupuncturists would right, use Right, so it's not superstition-based. No, 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 it's not superstition-based. No, it's not. I just have to be the no.
1: that person to ask the question. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's a great question
0: because people don't understand. I get it. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, and I'm Chinese as well. So I've grown up in a culture where there's a lot of very interesting time-proven health things that do work, you know, were questioned, but proven later to work. But there's also a lot in my culture that is based on superstition. So sometimes for me, it's trying to sift and find out, figure, figure out what's out. what. It's a bit of a trial. And as you said, we're all overwhelmed these days. Who's got time to go and check out these things? So I'm glad I'm talking to well, you. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm glad I'm talking to you too. So, thank
1: you. I, I do have to ask, I mean, some people identify as morning people. Others like myself are more night owls and I'm a night owl wishing I was a morning person. Mm, And I I bet mm. they're more like me trying to get more energy in the morning. Now, is that possible to go against or, or, you know, sort of adjust the way, you know, you feel like how your body's more inclined
0: in terms of where your, your best energy is placed? That's a very interesting question. Um, and look, I cannot give a categorical answer, but from my clinical experience, for people who have trouble sleeping, they're awake, they don't go off to sleep properly, and they wake a lot during the night, I find that it's overstimulation. It's an elevation of the nervous system, too much cortisol, and their blood sugars uh up and down, hyper, too high, and then hypo, too low uh, blood sugar levels. So by treating the blood sugar levels and helping them to calm their nervous system down after 8 o'clock at night, that makes a big difference because there's a hormone called adesinine and adesinine gets made before midnight. but adesinine helps make melatonin mm. and melatonin gets made after midnight <laughs> in the dark. So, If you have too much coffee, caffeine is one of the things that nulls adesinine. If you have too much coffee later in the afternoon, evening, you'll have trouble. That's the reason why. If you have trouble going to sleep, it means that your nervous system's too elevated. Now, if you contrast, compare, and contrast that to somebody who says that they're a night owl, maybe they've been overstimulated for one, two, three decades and they've learned. To be the night owl because when you got born, you used to sleep in three, four-hour cycles. It wasn't that you were awake till late. So nobody's born a night owl is what you're saying. It's probably
1: more likely a learned learned. behavior.
0: (laughs) It's what I call a neurological habit. Uh See, the habits, this is the habit of the nervous system that runs on that memory. Let me explain a little bit about the neurological habit. We all got born. We all could not walk. We all were lying there like little babies and being totally dependent. But after, you know, maybe four, five, six months, we learned to roll over. And how did we do that? Because innately, we have this driver to move. So the neurological mechanism is on the go, on the go. And then once we rolled over, we learn to pull ourselves up. Neurological mechanism is setting itself up. And then we learn to walk. And the thing about that is that that's a neurological pattern. That's a neurological memory. Everybody set up their own neurological memory. The thing about that is, though, that everybody walks differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody has the same walk. <laughs> so everyone has their own individual neurological pattern. for sleep, digestion. Hormones, all these things, they're all quite specific to us, which is fascinating when you think that, you know, one cat is supposed to fit all, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. So that's why you have to find out what the drivers are, the reasons how this condition uh, developed. That might
1: be a piece of 12-month research there. (laughs) Maybe. Is it? Wow. Well, <laughs> that, that sounds actually quite, quite challenging to do. And um, a lot of people were saying, who has time to do that? Well,
0: this is what muscle testing does. So if you have the ability to check the nervous system, you can check into the cellular memory of the nervous system. And we, human beings, and probably animals, I wouldn't say that lightly. I think probably everybody has the memory of their whole experience in their nervous system it's all there. You just have to know how to access it.
1: Okay. So I've seen you a couple of times. Am I in the all clear? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I think you've improved enormously,
1: don't you? Yes, I do. I think I'm in a a much better place than I was from a year ago. So I'm grateful to health experts like yourself have been so pivotal in just um, restoring my health and also I guess, you know, that nervous system that you're talking about that has such far reaching implications, because the other side of this is is that it sounds like a lot to fix. But if you don't fix it, what could the other repercussions be? For example, is there a link to depression, because you feel like you're actually spiraling
0: down? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the gut, isn't it? This is the, you know, serotonin's not being made because you've got poor bacteria in your gut, which don't then have the same connection, gut brain connection. So the mood goes off, as does the immunity. A lot of our immunity is made in our gut. Mm. So without the healthy gut, we get coughs and colds and flus and all kinds of things. Wow.
1: I wish I could just take a microscope out and have a look at my gut. And <laughs> and well, you can. And just tell me, run this, this computer program that'll just tell me everything that I need to, to fix. Where am I low? Where am I high? What do I need to top up?
0: Yeah. Well, there is pathology that can do that. I, have a, I use a naturopathic laboratory that does complete microbiome testing, so it tells you everything from the top to the bottom of what's going on in your digestive system. Yeah, Wow. I'm
1: amazed at how far we've been able to develop just in terms of tests and how we can actually fix things. Lindy, I have to ask, what's the most exciting thing you've learned in health
0: recently? (gasps) Well, (laughs) it could be a little bit controversial, but at the risk of being controversial, I would say that the most exciting thing I've learned is how to help restore people's nervous system after they became affected by COVID.
1: Okay, well now then I have to ask the question: Have you seen people come in saying that they have symptoms with a nervous system that's been impacted by COVID? And what, what does that look like? I mean, and how do you know Absolutely. that?
0: Absolutely. How do you know that that symptom is connected to COVID? Well, it's clinical signs and symptoms are the rule of thumb before you do anything testing. Sore throat, loss of taste, loss of smell, aching, limbs. There are clinical signs and symptoms that are specific. And so once they are no longer infectious, there are very specific ways to help rebuild the immune system and to retrain the nervous system to come out of that uh, assault, if you like. Very powerful. Oh, well. I think we're all interested to follow what
1: you discover through this research. I'm sure there's there's stuff that you're still finding out. So we'll definitely keep in touch. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's so much. If there was a book on all those things that you've been talking about or resources if people wanted to know. I mean, there's a bit of information on your website which is renewyou.com.au. We'll put a link on that in our show notes as well. Uh, How can people stay in touch with you or find out more about you? And then also, you know, are there books or resources that people who are interested to explore a little bit more, where can they go?
0: Well, on my website, there is a link. I've actually put together a neuro reset program. It's a module, three modules that is on my website, but there's a A free access to it and you can go through the videos and do the preliminary trainings yourself and learn about the basics of how to start retraining your nervous system. So that's a really nice way to start. I've also written a book and I'm in the process of having that put together. Just have to figure out the front cover (laughs) (laughs) headline. got to get the cover right they tell me you know so that's coming and that'll be on the website for people to you know download the first chapter or something of that nature and have a look and see some interesting um, ways to help themselves and i also have a mentorship group on my website that you can join that's and A Q&A one to two times a month where we get together and talk and share information and, and uh, you know be together in a like-minded community So there's a couple of ways that you can stay in touch with me. And of course, you can have a one-to-one appointment. You can send me an email and and that's on my website. Just put your details in, send me an email and I will get back to you. Right. And does
1: that work over Zoom as well if someone is not where you're located, which is Melbourne, Australia?
0: Yeah, Melbourne, Australia. But I have international clients that I see once a month. They're quite happy on Zoom it works just as well. No Fantastic. Problem. And we look forward to your book.
1: Have you, yeah. have you thought of a, a
0: title yet? <laughs> well, I have. I've, I've thought about Retrain Your Brain, a very basic title, Retrain Your Brain. But we'll see. Because what we want to do by retraining the brain is you know, reduce anxiety, think clearly, balance hormones, improve digestion, all these things that are so fundamental to people.
1: Sounds like the magic pill to me once <laughs> you retrain the brain. There's no magic pill. Oh, okay. There's well, no I had my bell. hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> but it I sounds wish. like it's going to be a
0: fantastic book and uh, I like the name. It, it rhymes. <laughs> I know. Well, I do have webinars usually every month that people can hook into, but it will be available to you. I think you'll be able to put in your time and just, It'll be there for you. It runs on the loop. When I find my tech people to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So coming soon. (laughs) Coming soon. Look out for it on Lindy's website.
1: Lindy, thank you so much. I always have a very fascinating conversation with you. So I I do appreciate that. And uh, you have so much to give and so much, you know, that people can learn from you. So grateful for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adeline. It's been a pleasure and and wonderful to share with you too. And hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the chat, please share the love by leaving a rating and review. And click the follow button if you'd like to be notified when a new episode drops. By the way, if you ever wanted to start a podcast, I have links in the show notes to some of my favorite tools, including Amazon gift cards and discounts. And if you need a hand to find out how to use these tools or launch a podcast, reach out and say hello at podcast at gmail.com. I'll be back soon to uncover more stories and strategies for a successful future. Till then, cheers.